A few years ago, I was reading a book by Mary Pfeiffer entitled Women Rowing North. In it, a notable epiphany is had by a woman named Sylvia, whose life took some unexpected turns. Pfeiffer writes, Sylvia in Austin has learned that she is in control not of life, but of the story about her life. At the same time I was reading this book, I ran into some very unexpected and unwelcome travel issues, and I had a chance to try on this new insight. I have my own story to tell today, one about crafting renewed narratives. I'm Jem Fadling, and it's time for I Can Do That. begin with a story on the quote-unquote glamour of travel. A while back, we were traveling to Africa to do some training with the House of Anglican Bishops of the Church of Uganda. It was a true honor, and I was really excited about the trip. Now, it would take multiple flight connections to make our way to Kampala, Uganda. From Orange County, we were to land in Newark, but we were rerouted to Dulles due to weather. We sat on the tarmac in the plane for four hours. And yes, that is as exciting as it sounds. We finally took off for Newark, but by the time we reached Brussels, Belgium, we missed our connecting flight to Entebbe. Since all the flights to Entebbe the next day were full, the only fix the airline could come up with was for us to take a train from Brussels to Amsterdam, stay overnight, and then hop on a flight the next day to Entebbe. Now, I know that's a lot of city and country names, but bear with me here. (laughs) Suffice to say, it was a long and arduous day of travel. Now, we had originally planned to have one full day of rest from the flights before we were to be with the Ugandan bishops and their wives. And the entire day was eaten up by delays. We finally landed in Entebbe and got to our hotel at two in the morning. And we were told by the driver that we would be need to be ready for a 7.30 a.m. pickup for our very first day of facilitating. And yes, that felt just like it sounds. To top it off, in the middle of this extravaganza, we wandered around the Brussels airport for three hours trying to find our luggage that was sent to an unknown, quote, holding place. Okay, now... These are the details and facts of what occurred on our way there. Of course, I threw in a bit of my own attitude. But what I have learned is that I have a choice as to how I write the narrative of what occurred. Right? What story will I take forward with me into the future as I share this trip with others? In the midst of this mini travel circus, I confess that my negative narrative was colored by 24 hours on planes and very little sleep. I moved quite easily to frustration, and that's a total understatement. But how many hours of my life do I want to waste on unhelpful rumination? The older I get, the less time I want to spend on things that don't matter in the long run. On the more helpful side of the narrative, we experienced an unexpected gift of a two-hour train ride from Brussels to Amsterdam, two cities that I had never visited. At one point on the journey, the sun was warming me through the train window, I remember it distinctly to this day because the warmth felt so good on my exhausted body. My eyes fell lazily onto the idyllic farmland of Belgium and the Netherlands. 
It was a wonderful moment of grace and something I would not have experienced had we not been diverted. In Amsterdam, we actually had a nice shower and a good night's sleep at a very nice hotel, and we woke ready to fly that very last leg of our trip. Now, ultimately, the real glory and pleasure of the trip was our time with the bishops and their wives, mighty, skilled, and capable leaders of the Church of Uganda. What an honor and a privilege to meet with them. They were so gracious and loving, and I am changed because of my interaction with them. Now, all of what I shared above is true, so then the question becomes this. Which part of the story will I choose to focus on? What part will I ruminate on and carry forward with me? Clearly, I was not in control of the circumstances, but I am in control of the story I tell about my situation. After our return from Africa, I found I could personalize Mary Piper's Sylvia insight like this. Jem in Amsterdam has learned that she is in control not of life, but of the story about her life. So think about a recent situation in your life that didn't go the way you planned. Is there any aspect of it in which you can find the grace of God? Even a small unexpected gift like sunlight warming you through a window while you take an unplanned detour. Philippians 4, 6-8 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Now, it's not always easy, but watching for the simple graces is really good for our souls. Of course, I'm not talking about going into denial or stuffing your feelings. Those are not the helpful moves. No, I'm talking about this. After the dust settles, what story do you want to write? Sure, I told you all the rough details for laughs, but if I chose to, I could let the sun warming me through the window rise to the surface, as well as the warmth of the leaders in Uganda. And yes, this is the story I choose. Here's your I can do that for this week. Take a moment to remember a story from your past, one you usually complain about. Reflect for a moment. Was there even just one moment of grace that occurred in the midst? How might you add that grace into the narrative you've composed about that memory? Try that on for size and see how it goes. Remember, you're making your way forward one small, simple, and gracious step at a time. Now, if you are enjoying these mini-conversations week by week, then I'd like to invite you to lean in just a little further. I'd love for you to join me in Replenish, which is our online coaching and community for women. Don't let more time pass before you begin to prioritize your own soul care and receive the support you need to grow in all the major areas of your life. It's time to step off the treadmill, to stop succumbing to the cultural time-based pressures, and to make the important decision to learn to live from the inside out and at a pace that makes sense for your very real life. The pace of transformation awaits you. So let us walk alongside you as you make your way. Go to unhurriedliving.com replenish and join us today.